0: Our guests, a great big hand. We are so thrilled and happy that you are in this place. There is healing in the house of the Lord this morning. There is a word from the Lord in the house of God this morning. Hallelujah. I'm reading today from the book of Micah. Let's give all of our musicians and praise singers a great big hand and worship leaders. Thank you, Jesus. My Woo, hallelujah. You you think you're at 6477 Cooper Road, but you're actually in the throne room right now. We're in the throne room right now. Surrounded by the presence of the Lord. From the book of Micah, chapter 7. Glory to the name of our God. Beginning with the first verse. The scripture reads, Woe is me, for I am as when they have gathered the summer fruits. As the grape gleanings of the vintage, there is no cluster to eat. My soul desired the first ripe fruit. The good man is perished out of the earth. There is none upright among men. They all lie in wait for blood. They hunt every man his brother with a net that they may do evil with both hands earnestly. The prince asketh, and the judge asketh for a reward. And the great man, he uttereth his mischievous desire. So they wrap it up. The best of them is as a briar. The most upright is sharper than a thorn hedge. The day of thy watchman and thy visitation cometh. Now shall be their perplexity. Trust ye not in a friend. Put you not confidence in a guide. Keep the doors of your mouth from her that lieth in thy bosom. For the son dishonoreth the father. The daughter riseth up against her mother. The daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own house. Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord, hallelujah, shall be a light unto me. Look at your neighbor and say, I shall arise. I shall arise, I shall arise, I shall arise. Glory. By the help of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to talk to you this morning on this subject, the uprising. Let's lift up our hands unto the Lord and give him praise. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for you are our mighty God. You are our mighty God. You are the wonderful. You are the counselor. There is none like unto you, O Lord. None beside you and none above you. You are in this place and we give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you praise today. We thank you for your goodness to us and we worship your holy name. In the precious name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. Everybody said, In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's clap our hands one more time. Because he said, clap your hands, all you people. He said, clap your hands, all you people. He said, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Shout unto God. Glory to God. You may be seated this morning in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I know that this word... Uprising uh, perhaps carries with it a particular connotation of rebellion, maybe defiance, and perhaps carries with it a negative connotation. Uh, But it really is simply the matter of rising up. There are times when you have to rise up against forces that have come to destroy you. And the world knows all about rising up. They're very seldom capable of achieving their goal, but they know all about attempting the uprising. We've seen in American politics in this last year an uprising. In both political parties... The two-party system that seems to have worked for a number of years, number of decades, a couple of centuries, as a matter of fact, reached a crossroads this year. Third-party candidates have never succeeded in national American politics. But third-party candidates decided to get into the two-party system and made waves and We found out that in both Republican and Democrat parties, there was an uprising that was occurring. We've seen it in the American political culture. You've heard the word establishment more than you've heard it on the news in a long time. You've heard the word outsider candidate in news more than you've heard it in a long time. And yet, ladies and gentlemen, what the world is thirsty for they will never find in this world. People want what only God can give. And they will continue in vain to search for the satisfaction of their soul looking in this world. I want you to know that the waters we need to drink of, you don't have a well on this planet that can satisfy the thirst of the human soul. You just don't have it. Jesus said to the woman at the well, if you knew who was talking to you, then you would ask of me to give you something of my drink. You wouldn't ask if you could give me something to drink. You would say, please give me of the water that you have to offer because the water that I give, you shall never thirst again. This is the kind of well that I'm talking about today. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, O oh well. It shall be in you, a oh well, of living water, springing up into everlasting life. The world wants love. They said that. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. That's the only thing there's just too little of. The world wants joy. They want peace. They want gentleness. They want goodness. They want Patience and temperance and they want kindness. They want the fruit of the Spirit. But they're looking to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil will never produce fruit of the Spirit. The only place you can find fruit of the Spirit is from the tree of life. Glory to the name of God. And so there is an attempt every now and then when people begin to feel oppressed, unheard, suppressed, ignored, slighted, they begin to rise up. They begin to react. And you see it in generation after generation after generation. A people can only take oppression so long. and there's something inside of them yearning to be free. Something inside of them yearning to have liberty, guide and govern their affairs. And so they begin to rise up against any oppression. Many times it does come forth in the form of rebellion. Many times it does come forth even as a misguided defiance and resistance. Because we are expecting some kind of virtue from a world that has no virtue in and of itself. We have got to stop believing that this world has the answers. We must look to Jesus. We must look to Jesus. The passage of Scripture that we read this morning describes a condition that we can relate to in 2016. The Scripture said that, that, that everybody is, is lying in wait for the blood of their brother. They hunt their brother with a net. The prince and the judge are asking for a reward. Instead of practicing good justice and good political execution of law, they are looking for reward and decides that if they will receive some kind of reward, that then they will act accordingly. According to this passage of Scripture, they wrap up their misdeeds and they cover up the things that they have done wrong. In fact, it's so bad that the prophet says that the very best of them is as a thorn hedge. That's the best of them that is as a thorn hedge. That, that the most upright is as a briar. You have very little to choose from. The day of the watchman is at hand. The day of their visitation is at hand. He warns the people, don't even trust in a friend. Guard the doors of your mouth even when you're talking to the people very closest to you, he says. Because we're living in a day where the son dishonors the father. Where the daughter turns on the mother. Where the daughter-in-law is at odds with the mother-in-law. This is a day where men's enemies are the men of his own house. There's going to come a point in your own life where you begin to realize you don't have anybody but Jesus. Hallelujah. He said, therefore, I will look unto the Lord. Can I get a witness this morning? (laughs) Therefore, will I look unto the Lord. If I could impress upon just one somebody to look upon the Lord, the God of your salvation. I'll wait for him. My God, I can't speak for everybody else, but my God will hear me. I can't necessarily speak for my congressman, but my God will hear me. I can't necessarily speak about the judge, but my God will hear me. I can't necessarily speak to you about those who I call friends, but my God will hear the cry of my heart. Hallelujah. Some trust in chariots. And some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Hallelujah. They are brought down and fallen. But we are risen. Hallelujah. We are risen. And stand upright. Every effort of man to be free will fail. Unless his effort to be free is rooted and grounded in the truth of Jesus Christ. You cannot drink your way to freedom. You cannot smoke your way to freedom. You cannot gamble your way to freedom. You can't even work your way to freedom. You will come under some other kind of bondage. You will come under some other type of enslavement. Something else promising you freedom will have lied to you because only God is true and every man is a liar. have to understand something unless we speak the word of God we are not speaking truth the only truth in this world is the word of God it is impossible for God to lie I said it is impossible for God to lie if it comes out of his mouth it is absolute truth and it doesn't matter what popular culture says God is true and every man a liar and it doesn't matter ladies and gentlemen what political pop culture says God is true and every man a liar we look unto the Lord we look unto God we wait for the God of our salvation and I love this passage this verse of scripture that simply says rejoice not against me O mine enemy for when I fall I shall arise rejoice not against me Oh mine enemy I want to tell you those of you who have heard the enemy rejoice against you those of you who have heard the enemy taunt and haunt and and jeer you you look at the enemy and say don't rejoice against me because when I fall that is not the end of the story for me when I fall I shall arise I shall arise I shall arise When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. You can shut the electricity off. But the Lord shall be a light unto me. You can turn the light switches off. But the Lord shall be a light unto me. You can keep the sun from rising. But the Lord shall be a light unto me. You can cover up the moon. But the Lord shall be a light unto me. So, so enemies, it would behoove your enemies to not rejoice against you when you put your trust in the Lord, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I bring to you a message of hope this morning, a message of great salvation, a message of uprising rising up from whatever ruin that you may have experienced, rising up from whatever pain that may have been inflicted upon you, rising up from whatever mistake you have made in the past. Our hope is not in our own efforts. Our hope is in the blood of Jesus Christ. Our hope is not in the word of man or woman. Our hope is in the word of God. Our hope is in the person and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. This gospel of Jesus Christ is a good news to each and every creature. Every person who walks this planet can believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the almighty God who made heaven and earth, the great I am, the first and the last, the one who was and is and is to come, the almighty, this God, wonderful, counselor, everlasting father, prince of peace, the mighty God. He robed himself in my kind of body. Became the only begotten son of God. Walked this earth as a man. Lived the kind of life that I couldn't live, but needed to live. He was obedient where I was disobedient. He was true where I was untrue. He was pure where I am unpure. He was whole where I am unwhole. He lived the life that Joel could not live. And he died the death that Joel deserved to die and when that blood was shed for me that was the most precious blood that was ever spilled on this earth It was the precious blood of a spotless human being who was the everlasting father in flesh. Hallelujah. He was obedient in all things. Tempted in all things. But he had no sin in him. And he who knew no sin became sin. He became my lies. He became my envy. He became my lust. He became my rebellion. He became my pride. And he was nailed to an old rug cross upon calvary's hill of sorrow that's jesus and i want to tell you something folks i know it was the blood that saved me i know i'm not here because of anything i've done i know it was the blood i know i'm alive because of the blood No second guessing for me. I don't have to look around and try to find an answer. I don't have to ask, what is the meaning of life? I know it was the blood. Yeah, it was the blood. He came to save me. And when they took that spotless lamb... And that pierced body, that body that was innocent, had never hurt a soul, had never hurt anybody. In fact, he had only healed. He had only made whole. He had only cured. He had only loved. He had only given peace. But they bruised him and they wounded him and they chastised him. They gave him all of the punishment that all of humanity had coming to them. And he died. And they buried him. But when you bury that body Now, if it would have been me they could have put a crown of thorns on my head put a spear in my side stripes on my back beat me wounded me chastised me spat on me ridiculed me put me in the grave and I'd stay there but we're talking about Jesus and he's different than me and he's different than you We're talking about a whole man. We're talking about the only begotten son of God. We're talking about the mighty God in the flesh of humanity. When they put that body in the grave, there is no grave that has the power to hold that body down. Oh, hallelujah. They put him in the grave on one day. He laid in the grave on the second day. And on the third day, he came up out of that grave victorious. I've come to declare to somebody that he rose from the dead. Woo. He rose from the dead. He has all power in heaven and in earth. There was nothing that could hold him in that grave. The reason that we know that is because the only way death ever entered into the world was through Sin. Sin entered the world and death jumped on and got a piggyback ride. Into the world through the sin of Adam. And death entered the world through sin. So when Jesus lived a sinless life and he entered into the grave, the grave looked for the sin and there was no sin. The grave examined his body and there was no sin in his body. Death looked him over from head to toe trying to find where is the injection of sin. And there was no sin, not in his mind, not in his heart, not in his body, not in his hands. There was no sin in his mouth. And death looked at the grave and said, what do we do when we have a body who has no sin? And Grave looked at hell and said, that's a good question. What do we do when we have a body who has no sin? And hell looked at Grave and death and said, there's only one thing we can do. We got to let it go. Yeah. Death. Death. Hell and the grave has no power or authority over a body that has no sin. No authority. Adam and Eve would be alive right now if they had not sinned. If death had not entered the world. Everybody who has ever lived on this earth would still be alive. And I'm just going to throw out, you say, oh, the earth will be overpopulated. I'm just going to throw this out there. You know, he made other planets. (laughs) And human beings are trying their best to get to them. And when you hear NASA describe them as, oh, they're void and they've got all this gaseous stuff and there's water on it. We know that. It reminds me a lot of Genesis 1, 2. The earth was without form and it was void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. All God has to do with a planet is say, let there be light and the whole thing opens up. I'll tell you what the Apostle Paul called it. He said, It is world without end. He just, we just weren't supposed to die. We just simply weren't supposed to die. We just simply weren't supposed to be sick. We simply weren't supposed to be depressed. We simply weren't supposed to be sad. We simply weren't supposed to be heartbroken. We weren't supposed to be cancer ridden. We weren't supposed to be diabetic. We weren't supposed to have high blood pressure. These are parts of our fallen nature. These are parts of our fallen body. That's why That's why we're going to a city where the Lamb is alight. We're going to a city where the Lamb is the light. In that city where the Lamb is the light. In that city where there cometh no night. I have a mansion over there and it is free from toil and care. I, I, I'm going. So you know what, y'all? Somebody, you just, you just go ahead and invest yourself in this earth. But when heaven and earth shall pass away. His words shall not pass away. Jesus came up out of that grave. You got to understand, when Jesus died, it didn't go like this. All right, Jesus died. Boy, I hope he comes back. He said he's going to. I hope he does. And then Jesus dies and goes into the grave, and he's like, man, I got to get back out. of. This. I got to get out of this thing. How do I do this? And he starts going down. To hell and preaching to the spirits in prison doing his best to come up out of the grave and then finally on the third day he breaks out of the grave no 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 the moment he died he overcame death hell and the grave the moment that innocent man gave up the ghost death hell and the grave were defeated that is the hope and the resurrection of the dead oh hallelujah and, and listen, I'm going to tell you something. When I put my faith in him, when I'm baptized into him, into his name, I take on the Lord Jesus Christ. And now all of a sudden I am blameless. I know that's hard to believe. But believe it because he washes me and he cleanses me. And now when that trumpet sounds, there's nothing that can hold this body down. Because I am covered by the blood of the spotless lamb. Oh, hallelujah. So when I'm filled with his spirit, listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says, if that spirit that raised Christ from the dead, if it dwell in you that same spirit shall quicken your mortal body and raise you up from the dead just like Jesus was raised up from the dead. He is the light of the world. When I sit in darkness, he shall be a light unto me. Did you know, have you ever seen a balloon when you blow it up and the balloon just falls to the ground? Ever done that before? That's because you blew it up with your air. Your air is toxic. My air is toxic. No, look how toxic we are as as fallen creatures. We breathe in fresh, clean oxygen, and in two seconds, it turns into a poison. We breathe out a poison called carbon dioxide. That's how poisonous we are. That's how toxic we are. That's how bad our flesh is. But when you put something into the balloon that is lighter than your air then that helium will enter into that balloon, and that helium is lighter than the air that you have to breathe into the balloon. And so while your air would bring the balloon down, when you put helium into the balloon, the light air, oh, can I get a witness? He said, I am the light of the world. Follow me now. I know I'm stretching a little bit, but we're just having fun. He put that light air into the balloon, and all of a sudden it starts rising. i don't have helium but i have holium holium ghost inside of me and when you put the holium inside of you nothing can keep you down in fact you better hold on to that thing because it'll float away cancer can't bring you down leukemia can't bring you down depression and divorce can't bring you down sin and sadness can't bring you down when you put your trust in jesus there's going to be an uprising. There's going to be something rise up inside of you. Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. Is there somebody in the house of God this morning who's ever fallen? Oh, man, I need to see a show of hands. Come on, you, come on, you know what I'm talking about. You just, man, I... but don't rejoice against me. Because when I fall, I shall arise. I shall arise. I shall. Did you hear that, devil? I shall arise. Did you hear that? I shall arise. Your best days are ahead of you. I said your best days are ahead of you. Let the dire circumstances of our world today bring you down. You were meant to rise. You were meant to rise to walk in newness of life. Hallelujah. I remember when we were in Israel, it was during the Arab Spring. Anybody remember the Arab Spring about four or five years ago? It seemed like every Arab nation was experiencing a an uprising there was this yearning to be free and people rose up and tried to cast off regimes some were successful some were not successful some were successful and put in regimes that were just as bad or worse but there was a there was an uprising there was a desire and I remember when we were in Israel, we went to the Palestinian quarter, and one of the ladies in our group had a pendant that was the Star of David. We walked through that area, and there was a, there was a Muslim man who walked up to her and was very angry about her pendant. He spit at her shoe and glared at her. It scared her. She came back and told the tour guide, I just had an unnerving experience. A man walked up to me and glared at me and spit down at my shoe after he looked at my Star of David pendant. And the tour guide said, well, that's, that's, that's what happens. He said, uh, they've really been lifting their heads here since the Arab Spring has taken place. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, when the Arab Spring took place and Arab nations began to want to overthrow their governments, many of the Palestinians thought they should overthrow the state of Israel. And so many of them have lifted their heads. I said, you said lifted your heads twice. What do you mean by lift your heads? He said, well, in the Jewish culture, when you lift your head, it means you have been emboldened and empowered. Something has made you think and believe. That you can do something about your circumstances. And I said, Is that why the psalmist said, Lift up your heads, O ye gates? He said, That's exactly why he said that. And be ye lift up, you everlasting doors. This, this is written about a people in captivity. This is written about a people who were broken down when the Jewish people were, were, were suffering through wandering and suffering through circumstances and, and desirous for the king to come. The psalmist said, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. The Lord, who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates and be ye lift up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. This is also what the Bible says and means when it says that he is the lifter of my head is also what the Bible says and means when it states to lift up your heads for your redemption, draweth nigh. This is also what David was talking about when he said, I will look up unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Some of you need to square your shoulders. Some of you need to throw your head back. Doesn't matter what you're going through right now. You've got a reason to rejoice. There's an uprising on the way. There is an uprising on the way. The prophet Isaiah wrote in the sixth chapter of Isaiah, he said, In the year that King Uzziah died. How do you stop right there? That's a bad year. King Uzziah just died. Anybody ever had a bad year? Anybody ever had a bad decade? may not have been as bad as you thought it was, but we have a tendency to, you know, focus on those things. This was a bad year. It's the year that King Uzziah died. King Uzziah was a great king who, who did many things for Israel. He, he absolutely expanded Israel, developed their infrastructure, strengthened their national defense. Their military was as strong as ever. They had, they had innovations developing. The infrastructure was, was, was rapidly expanding. King Uzziah was an outstanding king. And the Bible says that the Lord helped him, helped him, helped him until he was strong. And when he was strong, he started to think that he had been the reason for his success. And he walked somewhere where he shouldn't have walked. And that was into the, 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 the tabernacle of the Lord, into the temple of the Lord. And when he came into the temple of the Lord, he started offering incense unto God which was the role of the priesthood. The priests walked in. The Bible says that that 80 priests walked in and said, you got to get out. What are you doing in here? He said, I'm the king. Who do you think you're talking to? They said, you are disobeying the ordinances of God. You have to leave, and you have to leave right now. And King Uzziah got angry, and, and as he proceeded to rebuke them for daring to, Take the king to task. A leprosy appeared in his forehead. And he was stricken from that day until he died. It was a tragedy. It was a travesty. He was quarantined off. He would have had to wear a veil over his mouth for the rest of his life, crying unclean, unclean to anybody who came within any vicinity of him to alert them, I'm too unclean to be near anybody. This disobedience put him into a position of of leprosy until he died. He died. This was a tragedy for Israel and in that year that King Uzziah dies and everything is all, all up, up as an upheaval, everything has just turned upside down and Uzziah is dead and the leprosy took him and Israel is in shambles and Isaiah said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord high and lifted up. I like the way he said that. I saw also the Lord high and lifted up in the same year King Uzziah died, yes in the very same year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord and he was high and lifted up and his train filled the temple and the seraphims were there, there were there were seraphims and they had six wings, with two wings they covered their face and with two wings they covered their feet and with two wings they did fly and they flew around in the temple of the Lord his train, hem of his garment filled the whole temple of the Lord. Finally, one seraphim, I know we say that the angels cried, "Holy is the Lord!" But this passage says that one seraphim looked at another seraphim, couldn't take it anymore, and cried out, "Holy! Holy! Now you got to understand? They had their face covered because he was too holy for them to look upon. That's why their face was covered. Angels could not look upon him. No man could see his face and the angels could not look upon him. He was too holy. And they're flying around face covered, feet covered wings flying and one angel looks at another and says holy holy I can't hold the praise back for one more second he's holy and the whole earth is full of his glory and the scripture says at the voice of one seraphim the posts of the door moved and were shaken the whole temple shook at the voice of one who would praise Him. All of that was going on in the same year that King Uzziah died. I know 2016 is a rough year. And I know there's a lot of problems in our world. And I know there are a lot of difficulties that people are facing. And I know society seems to be upended. And everybody's at war, nation rising against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and global threats are emerging. But in the very same year that that's happening, I want somebody to know I see the Lord and he's high,
1: and he's lifted up.
0: I know you might have gotten a bad report from the doctor, and you might not know what's going on in your 401k or your Roth IRA, but I want you to know at the same moment, we see the Lord. He's high. He's lifted up, and his train fills the temple. glory 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 hallelujah hallelujah oh i know you want to address your own problems i know you want to get your hands in it and on it and try to fix it i know you want to get your hands maybe even around somebody's throat don't do that let god arise let god arise let God arise. I'm going to try it again, Brother John. I, I'm sorry what I did to our musicians. I try to, I get inspired to sing an old song, and I come out, and you see what happens. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God Let God arise. Oh, let God arise. And His enemies be scattered. Let God arise. And His enemies be scattered. Let God arise. And His enemies be scattered. Let God. Let God. Arise. And his enemies be scattered. Let God arise, and his enemies be scattered. Let God arise, and his enemies be scattered. Let God, let God
1: arise.
0: Oh, let God arise, and his enemies be scattered. Let God. Arise and his enemies be scattered, let God arise, and his enemies be scattered, let God. scattered somebody I want somebody who's been going through some things and you've been trying to figure it out only to find out you can't figure it out I want you to release it to God in this house this morning and let God take care of come on hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battle I said hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battle if that's you I want you to step out into the aisle. Clap your hands, stomp your feet, wave your hands, sing for joy. Clap your hands, stomp your feet, wave your hands and leap for joy. Come on, if that's you.
1: Let God arise. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let God arise. Let God. Let God
0: arise. Now listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. holy name I want somebody in this house who has been told by a medical professional that you have a disease in your body I want you to command that thing to bless the Lord because if it's in me it's gonna bless the Lord this is a house of worship this is a house of prayer No disease is going to get up inside of me and wreak havoc. I command it to bless the Lord. Come on. If you've got high blood pressure, tell your blood pressure to praise the Lord. If you've got diabetes, tell your diabetes to bless the
1: Lord.
0: If you've got unforgiveness or depression, tell unforgiveness and depression. you got to praise the Lord.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, let's let the enemies of God be scattered.
0: The daughters of Israel came across the Red Sea they came up on the other side rejoicing somebody needs to get a hold of the spirit of Miriam right now if you know God has set you free if you know God has brought you out why don't you just put a little dance in your feet a little clap in your hands come on it doesn't take much come on somebody that's it just just rejoice in the Lord just rejoice in the Lord come on he is the God of my salvation Ooh. yeah y'all. if you only knew what I've been through you would understand the reason why I say. Oh, come on let's sit dance before the Lord dance before the Lord
1: Rejoice in the God of your salvation. He has brought you the victory. He has brought you the victory. He has brought you the victory. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God.
0: grab your neighbor by the hand right now just grab your neighbor by the hand husband if you're with your wife grab her by the hand and rejoice with one another come on rejoice with one another no matter what you're going through thank god for salvation thank god for overcoming power thank god for perfect peace it. Come on, that's it. Praise it. Praise it. somebody can be healed right now. Somebody can be healed right now. Somebody can be set free right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody can receive the Holy Ghost right now in the name of Jesus.